wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Now, please welcome at this time your hosts, Graham, GSM Matthews, and RJ Marceau. You're listening to the next era of wrestling radio. This is Wrestle Rant Radio. from the Royal Rumble. We're back here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Grand Juice Being joined, as always, by the one, the only, the illustrious Mr. Marceau. RJ, brother, what's going on? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. You in Royal Rumble mode yet? I'm pretty much there. I mean, honestly, I thought it was a not, I thought it was a, the week after next, so now that I know it's next weekend, I'm actually even more fired up. No, I feel like the new day just, I, the new day, but the new year just started, and uh, we're already approaching Royal Rumble season coming up next weekend, so it is coming up quickly. We'll talk all about it next week on the show. I'll be on site in Tampa, Orlando, wherever I'll be calling you from next week, so we'll talk more about that next Thursday. Um, but in the meantime, though, we have a lot to talk about from Raw and Dynamite from this past week. New episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Find the show, rate the show, review the show. All that stuff is greatly appreciated. Uh, before we get into the WWE and AEW stuff, it's not often we talk TNA here on the show. Um, not because it's not good, but just because it's not really overly relevant most weeks. But other than like the interviews I put here at the beginning of the show. Um, but they did have their Hard to Kill pay-per-view last week in the grand relaunch of TNA. And we talked about it a few months ago that I wasn't a big fan of it. I know you kind of agreed as well that going back to the TNA initials felt like a step backward. We joke all the time. I said it on hashtag yesterday. The TNA stench that went, uh, that once occupied the product many years ago. Not that it was back, but it kind of brings back memories to me of not those early years of TNA, but like the years of TNA that were just god-fucking-terrible. They were just downright awful. Um, but no, I thought the Hard to Kill pay-per-view last weekend was actually quite good. And it did bring back some of that nostalgia from those early years of TNA. We're talking like 08, 09, prior to that point. I wasn't watching back then, but that's what people were kind of comparing it to. And um, they had the Cross the Line music actually back as of Thursday tonight on Impact Wrestling. They're bringing back the intro music, which is awesome. But the big news coming out of the pay-per-view, I know Dana Brooke is there now. Oh, she's the grand signing. She was not. Although she is in TNA, they've signed her. Uh, Zaya Brookside, she was in NXT UK. The grand signing that was revealed at the end of the show, the former Dolph Ziggler from WWE, now Nick Nemeth, obviously his real name, that's what he's going by in TNA. He also just showed up at Wrestle Kingdom, the New Japan pay-per-view, earlier this month as well. So he's making the rounds right now, everywhere but, and he's also going to GCW in a couple of months, which is kind of crazy, to face Matt Cardona, of all people, a familiar foe, going everywhere but AEW. Um, but I think him and TNA is actually a pretty good fit. Now, I don't, I know you don't follow TNA closely, Mr. Marsa, but what's your assessment of Nick Nemeth uh, in TNA? Because I feel like it's a good fit for a guy that might feel like they're anyway, a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And I mean that in a positive way to kind of help the rebrand of TNA. No, I think it's a good start for him. 
it feels very like Drew McIntyre-esque when Drew went to, went to Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I thought, like I said, I liked how he showed up on New Japan. Um, I mean, the GCW stuff, I'm, I can hit or, I can go hit or miss. I don't really care about that <laughs> yeah. stuff. But uh, I like that he's keeping his options open. Seems like he's doing multiple different things. Um, I mean, I, I think, like you said, though, it's like I, I like how they tell us the biggest signing ever. I mean, I don't think that's really true. But I think for him to kind of get, depending on what he really wants to do, I feel like it's a good start. I mean, I, I, I just, I, if he's trying to get back to WWE, no, thank you. Um, but hopefully he can kind of resurface and get his career back online. Um, I feel like this is probably something he should have done close to like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but we're getting it now. But uh, I'm glad he's doing something. It seems like he's enjoyed it so far. Like the clips I've seen, it seems like he's really into it. So maybe he can kind of revitalize his career. But just as looking out from the outside in, he, this is something he should have done 10 to, 10 to 5 to 10 years ago. I mean, he had the opportunity. He stayed in WWE. Never really changed himself. He's been the same guy for that amount of time. I feel like if he really wanted to, he could have left the company and done, like I said, like what Drew and Cody did. Um, obviously, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not the safest decision or the, what people would say is a safe move. But worked out for them. I think if he did the same thing, he would have saw similar success. Yeah, I mean, we literally just heard them talk about it on Monday night. Did Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre talking about? Become big, becoming bigger stars and leaving the promotion and coming back as bigger stars, and now they find themselves where they do right now in WWE as top-tier performers. Dolph, the end game here is not the same. The guy is 40-something now. He is great. The talent I've never once doubted. I mean, I've come on the show many, many, many times, as we have in the past decade, uh, talking about the booking and how he's always there and never really taking time off. And He has taken more time off in recent years, but it never really... He had that stench of just undercard jobber. I mean, he was at the top of the card at certain points. He was a guy that they could put in any position and he could excel because he can get great matches out of anybody. But it was well time for him to go. And I'm not saying that WWE was justified in letting him go, but I do think this partnership with TNA, him going there, can be it can be mutually beneficial with him helping the rebrand of TNA, getting them back on the uh, right track, maybe bringing new eyes to the product. I mean, it wouldn't be TNA, classic LOL TNA, if they didn't bring in an ex-WWE guy and immediately push him as the top player in their promotion. But in the case of Ziggler, the guy can still go. It's not a washed-up has-been. Like, this to me is different than Del Rio. Like, in 2017, when they brought in fucking Del Rio and no one gave him a shit. No one gave a shit about the guy at that point. He did more damage to TNA at that point than they did than he did help them. Dolph's the exact opposite. He's a team player. The guy can go. A lot of fresh matchups. We haven't seen him outside of WWE in over 20 years. I'm not sure if he even did indies and stuff before coming to WWE in 04 as part of the Spirit Squad and that whole thing. I don't honestly remember joining OVW and whatever. So it's a great fit. I hope it works out. And I'm excited to see where they can go from here. They brought in a lot of other fresh faces to the product. And uh, TNA's got a nice thing going. So I was happy to see them kind of have a good show last week. And I think with Dolph, like you said, I think the end game is not him getting back to WWE to become the next Cody Rhodes or Drew. The time to do that would have been 10 years ago. I mean, I'm sure you can point to several circumstances, several instances in the past decade where you and I have sat here on this show talking about how he could have left here, he could have left there, his contract expired, why go back, could have gone to Japan instead, or at that point, he could have gone to TNA in 2016, 2017, and probably had the same success and then come back to WWE. He will be back in WWE at some point, I have no doubt about that, hopefully no time soon, but I could see him as a Rumble entrant in like 2022. 
2026 or 2027 or something like that. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. Probably wouldn't go any higher up on the card than where he was before he left, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But I thought it was a pretty cool debut with the Hard to Kill pay-per-view last week. Uh, speaking of Drew and Cody, though, they did interact to start off Raw on Monday night. Not quite as strong as the McIntyre Punk exchange from the week prior, but I also thought this was quite great, acknowledging their history as tag team partners from 2010, and also simultaneously planting the seeds for a future feud, perhaps, coming out of WrestleMania. I still say that McIntyre and Punk should be Punk's first singles televised match back at Elimination Chamber next month. Um, so if you do that there, you're not going to be able to do Cody and Drew in the meantime, and I would not give that away on Raw. I don't know when Drew's contract expires, but that feels like a post-WrestleMania feud, maybe for the WWE or World Heavyweight Championship, whatever it might be. If Cody Rhodes even finishes the story at WrestleMania, different conversation, I know. Um, but your thoughts on their confrontation on Monday night and uh, your aspirations of wanting to see them in a storyline at some point in the near future. I thought it was good. Uh, I don't think it was as good as Punk and Drew. I think that one was a little bit better. Um, I just feel like Punk and Cody are just a little bit different talkers in the way they set their stuff up. Both good individually, but the Punk one, I just felt like it just came off better, felt more genuine, and it, it just hit home more. But like you said, I think they should do Drew and CM Punk at, at Elimination Chamber. Maybe you have Punk throw out, be the one to throw out Drew. That's how we kind of get the match in Elimination Chamber. Um, but yeah, I think Cody should finish the story, but I, I would go with Drew and Punk. We got Punk and Drew last week. We got Cody and Drew this week. We're getting Punk and Cody next week. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of like subtle reference to AEW. And maybe maybe not because they both send NDAs for different reasons, we know. Um, but they have to acknowledge that they have some sort of history elsewhere. They never feuded in AEW. They barely interacted on camera, if at all. But they have to mention they both went there. I mean, it would be remiss not to in some form or fashion. But we're getting that confrontation next week. Are we looking at the final three in the men's Royal Rumble match between Drew, Cody, and Punk, you think? It seems so. I don't know really who else you'd really have in there, especially on SmackDown since they're all going to be in the title match. Mm -hmm. I still think you could have LA Knight, Orin, and um, AJ in the Royal Rumble itself. I just feel for SmackDown specifically, if you don't have them three in there, it would have to be all Raw guys because besides those three, every other huge babyface is all on raw or big time heels on raw so i think it'll probably be those three not sure if it'd be like gunter or someone else in there as well with them um or i mean it doesn't even really have to come down there maybe punk just tosses drew immediately and that kind of like kind of like he said he's gonna throw him out last so ak throw him out first so mm -hmm. we'll see um but i think if i would say they're probably the three heavy favorites to win i don't i mean i don't think drew has a fucking chance in hell to actually win but i think on a betting scale it'll probably be punk Cody and Drew. Yeah, it's funny that no one from SmackDown really feels like a strong contender to win the Rumble, but that's just because all the people that could viably win the Rumble, and they wouldn't. The only person really from SmackDown I could see winning it would be Randy Orton. LA Knight's not winning the Rumble, despite how popular he is. He already got his opportunity. Now, two opportunities if you include the Rumble. AJ's not winning the Rumble either. Um, but all those people are contending for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship on that same show with Roman Reigns. And to go back to that real quick in our follow-up from last week, I don't really have any more thoughts on it now than I did a week ago, but I will say this, because it kind of made the rounds again. We already talked about it. It was reported early last Thursday, or Friday when we spoke, that Roman Reigns was not set to work Elimination Chamber. Now, it made the rounds again for some reason earlier this week, I don't know why, that Roman is not currently scheduled for Elimination Chamber, and he's not currently scheduled for Backlash. 
Now, I don't know where I talked about this. I don't know. It might have been here. I don't remember. But people have to remember, and I, I may have mentioned this last week, that just because he's not advertised now does not mean that Roman Reigns will not be at those shows. There's a very good chance he will not be at Elimination Chamber. I'm not saying he will be there. But, you know, for people making fun of people like me, saying, oh, why did anyone ever think that Rock and Roman would happen at Elimination Chamber? There was no chance of that ever happening. I wouldn't go that far. I would wait until after the Royal Rumble. We'll see if Roman's advertised. They wouldn't advertise the fucking Rock now, obviously. Um, they're going to wait until after the Rumble for that. With Roman Reigns, there have been instances where he was not advertised for certain shows until it got closer. And this could be a similar circumstance. I just find it very hard to believe that Roman would not be on a 70,000-person stadium show in Australia. The Backlash one in, in Paris, it sucks for them to not get one of WWE's biggest stars on that show. But that is Backlash. He wasn't at Backlash last year in Puerto Rico. It's not overly surprising. Uh, I, I would still be stunned, though, even if they don't end up adding him to that show. Just because Meltzer said he's not currently advertised, I think people are automatically assuming that means he's not on it. He, there's a chance he could not be on it, but I still think he could still be added within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it's still still a little early. Um, I think it's just such a big show, like you mentioned earlier. I feel like it would be pretty silly to not have him included. Just because he's not advertised now doesn't mean anything. Um, I think it just would be a huge mistake if he's not on that show. Um, but, I mean... Depending on, I don't know what his contract, like, obviously we don't know what his contract is. Like, maybe he has select dates and it just, that's one of them that doesn't work, pal. But, uh, yeah. I just think it's a, he needs, if that's the case, they just realistically, it just comes back to he just needs to lose the belt. No, seriously. And it's not like it's he's working Elimination Chamber in Columbus, Ohio. This is a big stadium show. I mean, he worked Elimination Chamber last year in Montreal when we were there against Sami Zayn in a great match. Uh, a not-so-great match against Goldberg two years ago. Exactly what it needed to be, but not exactly a great match in Saudi Arabia. He worked that show. He even worked Elimination Chamber in 2021 against uh, Daniel Bryan, albeit for like two minutes, but he worked that show too. So I would be surprised if he wasn't at this one. I know he had a different schedule three years ago than he does now. It feels like he's working less and less in the ring. He still makes a handful of appearances, but he should be on the show more than he is. I know he's going to be on SmackDown this week. I'm just saying I think... For people to make a proper assessment. I'm not saying he will be at the show. I'm just surprised if he wouldn't be. For every reason that you just mentioned. I would wait until after the Rumble in two weeks. We'll talk about it again. And if he's still not advertised in two weeks. And they haven't made it clear that he'll be on that show. They would announce it on the SmackDown after Royal Rumble. Because I think between the Rumble and Chamber. There's like three weeks. I'm pretty sure Elimination Chamber is on February 17th. That's like no time. It's in like almost a month from today. Um, I'm pretty sure they would probably advertise him by that point, so time will tell. Another thing from Raw, we saw DIY pick up a win in non-title action. This was not a tag team match or a tag team title match. Uh, J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio, two other representatives of the Judgment Day. Uh, good win here and a good match. It kind of feels like slowly but surely DIY is getting over. Is that just me or are you kind of seeing that as well? I would say that's just you. I feel like no one. <laughs> I feel like when they come out, no one literally gives a shit. I like them as I like them as a team. I just I don't know. I just like you said. I think I don't think they're getting over at all. Okay. Um. But I mean, I yeah, I like them trying. It's kind of like for me, like the women's, like they're trying with these tag teams. I don't know if people just don't give a shit or what, but even with the women's division and the men's, I feel like both of them. They just people just don't care. I don't know. So you're saying you wouldn't put the belts on DIY when the time comes? Probably soon. Um, or would you? 
Whatever happened to the Creed Brothers? Like, did they get, like, suspended? I haven't seen them in a while. So they've been um, backstage at the show. I, they just have... I was thinking the same thing. No one's really talked about them. They got that tag title opportunity a month ago, and we haven't seen them since, which, if they don't have any plans for them, that's fine, but it's at the same time, like, you should probably still have them on the show for exposure. When you go a month without appearing, that kind of hurts whatever momentum they had a month ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, if it was not the Creeds, I feel like that's the next best thing to put them on. Um, so, I mean... We'll see what happens. I, f- I feel like they'll probably put them on DIY. I, I still think it's still early. I think they're starting to hopefully gain some momentum. Um, the problem is the tag team division, just, there's not so many. The one, there's not that many teams. And two, the teams they have just aren't really over. So I feel like it kind of goes back to our complaint about the women's tag team division. Like, none of the women are actually over, so no one actually cares. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, besides Priest and, like, I like the Prophets, but they really haven't done a lot. Um, the Viking Raiders, one of them's hurt. Um, I mean, who else is even there? Fucking Alpha Academy, no. New Day, no. I don't know. I just feel like they don't really have that many, like, big teams right now. So it's kind of tough for DIY to get over when they're beating Dominic and JD. Yeah, no, I understand. I think giving them more opportunities to show what they can do, like what they did on Monday, I think is probably their best bet at getting them over, in addition to just more mic time and exposure on the show. Getting them on Raw regularly, I feel like, is probably their best chance of getting over. And winning more matches. And not not 50-50 booking. And they've been winning a lot lately. They beat Imperium, they beat... You know, Judgment Day here. They, uh, Tommaso Ciampa beat Finn Balor last week, albeit in weird, you know, cheating fashion. It was strange. Um, but, you know, they're winning matches, so I think that's probably the best thing they can do. Do you think they do this match, the tag title match, at the Royal Rumble, or do they just hold off probably until the Raw after that or Elimination Chamber? And I ask because so far right now, as we speak, only four matches are advertised for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, which honestly might be fine. I mean, one of them's a four-way. That's going to last a while. We know that. Roman's matches usually go for a while. We have Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, and then the two Rumbles. And last year, they had five matches. Bray Wyatt and LA Knight went all of five minutes. I don't think Bianca and Alexa Bliss was much longer. That show went almost four and a half hours, with the Sami Zayn post-match Roman Reigns attack, too. So, I I honestly don't think they even need this on the show. I don't know if they even need a fifth match. We'll talk about Rollins later. But I think they can kind of get away with doing the card that they are. Yeah, looking at the card from last year, Bray and LA Knight was five minutes, Belair and Alex, Alex, Alexa Bliss was seven minutes, Roman Reigns was 20, but I feel like that lasted way longer than that, but both Rumbles are over an hour. Yeah. I feel like, like you, I feel like that's a good timing. Um, I don't think you really need to add another match, so I'm fine with four. I also forgot we had a Hardy performance on that show too, and that also took up, you know, a good five minutes, five to seven minutes of a, uh television time so you take away the in-ring performance you probably don't need a fifth match you can keep this to a three-hour show i mean if they want to make it over three hours some of the pay-per-views usually are but i like the tight three-hour wwe pay-per-views they've done a really good job of that in the past um year or so i would say speaking of the royal rumble match itself we talk about punk we talk about cody and uh, drew being the final three most likely can't count on Gunther. He made his return to Raw on Monday night, the Intercontinental Champion. I thought my kickoff his next feud. He did not. Instead, he just declared himself for the Men's Rumble. So he was in it last year, lasting longer than anyone in Royal Rumble event history. I don't think he is the longest performance ever. Maybe, I think Brian had a longer performance, but that was that 50-man Rumble uh, back in 2018 That w- that's better off forgotten. Other than that, I think Gunther does have the longest performance of anyone in Royal Rumble event history and uh, he ended up at one got eliminated by Cody and he lost so 
he would have been my pick a couple of months ago had Punk not come back. He probably, to me, would have faced Rollins at Mania. That's likely not happening at this point, obviously, because he's still Intercontinental Champion. Um, your thoughts on Gunther being in the Rumble? Because if he's not making it to the final three, who throws him out? It's a great question. Uh, and what does he do I mean, at WrestleMania? I feel like all signs are pointing to him and Brock. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought that too, yeah. So I feel like Brock would be the one to throw him out, or maybe he throws Brock out and Brock freaks the fuck out and goes back in and throws him out. So it's like a double elimination kind of thing. Um, but I mean, that's what the rumor is. It feels like that's where it's going. I saw reports Brock's coming back soon. Yep. Nothing else makes sense for him. Um, so I, I would say either Gunther eliminates him or vice versa. Um, but that's where I think it's going. You're definitely going to poo-poo the idea because I wouldn't say I wouldn't say no one makes sense because Chad Gable does make sense. But the Stop guy... Stop with the Chad Gable. Oh, my <laughs> God. Get over it. They would have to I build the guy the back Gable up. Shit. They would have to build him back up between now and Mania. But that is something you can revisit. I'm not going to say Jey Uso. That does make a lot of sense because I feel like the Mania match with Jimmy is... Ha- That's the only reason why they've held off on it for so long is because they want to face each other at Mania. So they're probably not doing that. You have Bronson Reed teasing he's coming for a champion. I don't think it's going through. We already saw that. I don't think that's it. Yeah, we'll talk. Wrong. We'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and then maybe I said this already. I think last week, Andrade maybe if he's back in the Rumble, he's a babyface. I mean, he could probably be going to SmackDown reunite with Zelina and the LWO. The only thing I don't like about that is having oh you got to put all your Latino stars in one storyline. I'm like eh, I don't really like that too much. I think he could do his own thing on Raw, but he's an option too. Um, but Brock, like you said, is probably the most likely. This coincided, like you said, with the report that Brock is on his way back very soon. I always expected Brock back in the Rumble. The only thing I don't like about that, Gunther and Brock does feel like a Mania match. But how do you go about doing this, though? I mean, the match is probably, let's be realistic here, going to be five minutes, which I don't like, but that's the nature of Brock at this point in, in 2024. He had some longer matches with Cody, but I'm not expecting that with Gunther. It's probably just going to be a five-minute Haas fight. Does Brock win the Intercontinental Championship? I mean, how do you go about booking this feud? It, does Gunther lose the championship before then? How would you book it? Whew, that's a great question. Um, um, that is a good question. I don't know, maybe you have it so... I mean, it's just fancy booking in here. Gunther throws Brock out, Brock's passed. Gunther defends the title at Perth. Where he faces Brock costs in the match. They win the belt. Then Gunther's pass to get him and Brock a WrestleMania title. I like that idea better. Yeah, that I could mean, work. I just feel like... I don't want Brock as an Intercontinental Championship, so he shouldn't, like... And yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like... Not that Gunther's reign needs to end, but, like, he's... He'll be World Heavyweight Champion by the end of the year. Like, yeah, I, he'll be I champion probably by Berlin. So you have to lose the belt sometime soon. I doubt, like, he's going to lose, and they're going to be like, okay, right in the championship. Um, I don't mind that. I mean, I think that's fine. It just depends on who it is. Hope to God, not Chad Gable. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he hasn't even been on TV, so I don't know what he makes He's sense. having a match on Monday with Ivar. They would, they would really have to heat him up between now and then, and that might be too soon. If you're talking Chamber, he's probably... Maybe Mania. Mania might be feasible if they started to build him up now. He can't just come out on a week, like this week or next week, and say, hey, I want Gunther again. It's like, okay, but you've done nothing for six months now. He would really have to be built up, like, for at least a month or two, and that would have to begin now. Yeah, no, I, I think my idea, I like my idea the best. He loses it at Elimination Chamber because of Brock. 
then we get him and Brock at WrestleMania. The only thing I don't like about that is that Brock, like, Gunther losing the championship should be the focal point because he's been champion for so long that it shouldn't, Gunther and Brock shouldn't be the bigger story, in my opinion. That's the only thing. Brock and Gunther doesn't need the Intercontinental Championship, and I just fear if they do the match, Brock's probably going to win. I know you're probably, not you thinking, you specifically, but people might be thinking, oh, why would they have Gunther lose to Brock? Eh, I mean, Brock did do the favors for Cody the last time he was here, so he might not be willing to lose for a second time. I saw the Riddle stuff that Riddle said, and take that with a grain of salt, but, you know, he was like, I guess Brock came back to the Rumble two years ago, and he was like, I just did the honors for Bobby, so you guys are going to do the honors for me in the Rumble, and then he came out and won the Rumble. I don't know if he dictated the finish of that match. I think that was always the plan, but... Still, that sounds like a Brock thing. Like, hey, I'll lose as long as I end up going over in the end in something else. So, I don't know. I feel like he's probably going to win whatever he does at WrestleMania. And I really don't want him to beat Gunther. And if he beats Gunther, I don't want it to be for the championship. I just feel like Brock is go. champion. My idea is the best then. Then he loses the belt before. So he doesn't lose the belt to Brock. Perfect. Maybe he loses clean though. Maybe, I don't know. I think I like your idea. The only thing I would tweak is that Brock costs Gunther the title. And you can go back around to Gunther and Brock without Brock costing him the championship. That's the only thing I don't like about it. But that's minor, though. That's not a major nitpick. Okay, then he loses the belt and he's bitching on Raw the next night. Then he wants a rematch. Brock comes out and yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the Rumble, I don't really mind one way or the other. You said that Gunther throws Brock out and Brock gets mad out of that. I mean, that probably makes more sense. I also would have been fine or will be fine or would be fine with Gunther throwing out, or I'm sorry, Brock throwing out Gunther. I'd also be completely okay with that if they wanted to go that direction too. So, I don't know. I, I Gunther and Brock is fine by me. I don't want to say that I've been looking forward to this, but I don't want it here. That sounds, you know, I don't want to say that. And I, I do want to see the match, but the stars have to align here because he is still champion. If he was already if he already lost the belt, I wouldn't have had an issue with it, but... I don't want Brock to win the championship. I know we already have Logan Paul as the United States champion. He's probably going to lose it at WrestleMania, so it won't be at the same time. But it's like, we don't need another part-timer champion. Brock's not dropping it, like I've said before, in Poughkeepsie at a house show the next week. Like, he'll be champion till SummerSlam, and that's way too fucking long. To have Gunther as this fighting champion for a year and a half, and then Brock wins it, and then never shows up. I mean, it completely defeats any goodwill Gunther built up with that championship. So... I don't know. We'll see, but Gunther and Brock does seem like a pretty likely Mania match to do. One last thing on that, though. If he doesn't face Gunther, if Brock is back in the Rumble or some other point on the road to WrestleMania, you know that he'll be at WrestleMania. He faced fucking Omos last year. What else would Brock do at Mania if he was not facing Gunther? Could he face Drew again, maybe, this time in front of fans with the roles reversed? I mean, that might. I don't know how you set that up, but, I mean, that's an option, right? Maybe Brock gets his win back? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, Drew beat him the first time. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I don't know. How, I, I like the Gunther idea better, but, I mean, it's possible. No, yeah, the Gunther one makes more sense. I'm just thinking option yeah, I mean, besides B. him, it's like, literally, you have to think about him, like, like solo? I don't even know. Solo, yeah. <laughs> like, because like, I'm thinking, like, when last time we saw him, he just lost to Cody. Like, that's the last time we saw Brock. Yeah, no, there's nothing really for him to come back and avenge, yeah. He's, he's coming yeah. back with a clean slate. Like I said, maybe him and Drew. I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like the only other person I'd like I'd want to see him against him and Drew again. So I'd say him and Gunther, or him and Drew. Yeah, we kind of got robbed in the match. Not to say it would be a banger at Mania thirty or Mania forty this year, but I mean, I don't know. He never got to avenge that loss, and I mean, it's Brock. He doesn't need to avenge the loss. Um, he'll be perfectly fine. But Drew's on his potentially way out anyway. They would probably have him lose. They can do the match in front of fans. Brock can win. 
And if you don't do that with Drew, I mean, I'm not going to keep going with this, but it kind of becomes a chain of like, well, if you don't do that with Drew, what do you do with Drew instead? Drew, I think, has options. I think Cody should be in a higher match with, than, at Mania than with uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, then with Drew, rather, with Cody Rhodes. Because I think Cody should be going for a championship and not just facing Drew in a non-title match just to delay the story. That would be dumb. I think Drew can face Sami Zayn. He took out Sami in storyline like a month or so ago, and we have not seen Sami since. So I would do that match in Mania, if nothing else. But um, Brock and uh, Drew also worked for me as well. So speaking of Mania matches, another option for Gunther, and this is not going to happen, but I do have to mention this. So Ludwig Kaiser and Xavier Woods had a match. Xavier got himself DQ'd. He came back on Monday as well, Woods did. He's been gone for at least a month or so. Um, he gets himself DQ'd, and Kaiser gets the better of Woods again, uh, kind of kind of furthering the Imperium New Day feud. I talked about this on Hashtag yesterday. Your thoughts on a fantasy booking scenario that Biggie is cleared, able to return in the Rumble, and you do Imperium and New Day at Chamber or at some other point, and you get Gunther and Biggie at WrestleMania. I feel like that'd be perfect booking, and Biggie's from Tampa would be an amazing moment. I don't think he's going to be cleared. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't really want to put it out there because I'm not going to get my hopes up for something that probably very likely will not happen. But I did want to bring up the idea, though, and, and engage your thoughts on it. I mean, if it was possible, I feel like it's a good idea, like you said, especially where they're going with it. I just I, I don't think he's going to be cleared. So I feel it's more of a fancy thing, but the direction it's going, and it would make sense. It would be an amazing moment. I mean, Biggie and Gunther is something fresh, and Biggie's already been champion twice with that championship. But, you know, if you talk about people to beat Gunther, I still say Chad Gable. I know. Whatever. I won't give that up. I won't give that up. But Biggie would be an amazing moment considering the circumstance there. He's, they're not making a new star with him, but not everything has to be about making a new star. So I would be pretty happy with that. But that's probably not going to happen. But I did want to bring up the idea. So speaking of Mania matches, they set up another one on Monday. They did a lot of great foreshadowing, I would call this Monday's edition of Raw, as far as setting up stuff for next week in the Rumble and Mania, Elimination Chamber. Triple H has done a very effective job of that lately with Raw and these sort of segments. So Rhea Ripley addressing Nia Jax, but instead of Nia Jax this week, it was uh, Becky Lynch coming out to confront Rhea Ripley, the Women's World Champion, pretty much confirming that it's going to be the Mania match. The only difference is that they said that it would be set up with Becky winning the Rumble, and that's I'm hoping not going to happen, and, and Becky can win an Elimination Chamber match instead, or earn the opportunity, maybe by beating Nia Jax in Elimination Chamber, some other way to set up that match for Mania. Um, but Becky and Rhea, we've already talked about it. feels like the Mania match for the championship, and coming off this exchange, I'm excited for it. What about you? Yeah, and this is one of those rumored matches like back in October that everyone just like felt like that was the one that was going to happen. Seemingly, that's the direction we're going in. Like you said, I do not want Becky to win the Rumble to get that. I feel like it's Bailey all day. The story's with Bailey. Win the Rumble. Think they're going to go against Rhea. She goes against Io. Boom. It makes sense. Don't overthink it. Um, and Becky can beat Nia Jackson. Maybe she, she'll revenge her loss to Nia, beat her at either Elimination Chamber or Raw, gets the title shot at WrestleMania, we move on. Yeah, I mean, so what will you... If we do have Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, that, to me, feels like the Mania match. The biggest match they can do with the women right now. If you yep. do that match at Mania... And we're thinking months in, in advance here. What to you is the ideal finish? Is that where Becky finally wins the championship after two years? Or does Rhea Ripley retain against Becky and then end up dropping at some point soon? Because Rhea's been champion for a year now, since Mania last year. That's a very long run. Do you think she holds on to it and ends up dropping it to someone that can quote-unquote benefit? Or is the story with Becky getting the belt back? Do you really have a preference? Um, I guess 
guess it really just depends on what they have going. Because, like, I feel like Rhea is starting to tinker towards a, towards a baby face. But there really is, like, any heels for her to be. Like, it's just Nia at this point. And, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much it. Unless you move brands. But I think at this point I would take the belt off her. Um, that could kind of help demise Judgment Day. Uh, move that along a little bit further. And I feel like, like you said, I feel like the story is Becky winning the belt for the first time in two years. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Um, Rhea Ripley retaining would be cool, but it just begs the question, bonus question for you. Coming at Mania this year, it feels like a lot of long championship runs could be coming to an end, whether it be Gunther, Rhea Ripley, Roman Reigns. If you had to rank them in order of, if you had to pick two to change hands and one not to change hands, or whatever the case might be. Just give me your... Like, I I don't know if we see a situation where all three change hands, or if it is a Mania 35 situation where, like, Becky won the belt, Kofi won the belt, and Rollins won the belt. We all got our happy endings there. Uh, do we get that at WrestleMania 40 as well, or does one of those people end up retaining? Uh, Roman retains... <laughs> oh, God, don't break my heart. Uh, I would say... If I wanted to rank them and lose it, like, who I want to lose the belt, I would say Roman's one, obviously. I think that's an easy one. Two? Uh, like, for Gunther, I want him to lose the right person. So, like, yeah. Rhea, if, if Rhea lost to the Becky, then I'm fine with it. So I put that two in Gunther three. I just want to make sure he loses the right person. He had the belt for so long. I mean, you're obsessed with Chad Gable. He's not ready right now. I yeah. don't know why you'd even want him to win the belt at this point. But... I mean, depending on who he lost it to, I th- I'd be fine with it. Like, if he lost to Brock, I'd be like, what the fuck? Um, but out of the rankings, I would want Rowan definitely lose. Rhea, I mean, I wouldn't really even care if she kept the belt. And Gunther, just depending on who he lost it to. And that's not even counting the other champions from SmackDown, too. I mean, even the tag team champions. Finn Balor and Priest have been champions since, I think, October. And I don't know if they're going to drop it in Mania or before then. I'm going to say before then, but... They're another team that they're going to drop the championships probably on the Sooner side. Logan Paul, I think, is a slam dunk to drop the championship at Mania. I don't think he holds on to it. I mean, he could lose it at the Rumble. I don't think he will. I think he loses it at Mania. And I think yeah. um, Io Sky will probably drop her championship at Mania, too. So I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know across the two nights of Mania if every single championship that we want to change hands, which is really every title, is going to change hands. And that's not even counting Rollins, too. I didn't include Rollins. He's the world heavyweight champion. And I, I he should you, lose it the most. He should. Uh, you think so? More than Roman Reigns. Just kidding. It's Roman oh Rollins. If I had to rank them all, Roman Rollins, uh, Logan Paul, Priest and Balor. Uh, who else am I thinking? Honestly, I don't even care if you retain. I love you. Um, but I think the story's with her losing to Bailey, so I don't think she would retain anyways. Yeah. I'd say her, Gunther, Rhea. And that's pretty, I mean, I'm not counting the, the fake titles that the women hold, so. Oh, yeah. They just changed hands anyway, so. I think those will change hands soon with the Kabuki Warriors winning them. I, it would be, I would think they would win the belts before WrestleMania, because they, they want to go into Mania with all the belts. Like, the whole point of the story <clears throat> is that Damage Control has the championship gold. I mean, EO's the champion. They want Kabuki Warriors to be the tag team champions, and for Bailey to be the women's world champion. We know that's not going to happen. She, she's Wait, you don't think Dawn and Fire are going to win the belts on Friday? <laughs> I'll say this once. What the fuck do they do to deserve an opportunity in those titles? I like the team, but what do we even... They haven't even been on TV and since... I don't know if they've wrestled a single match since you saw them at that SmackDown Dark match four or five months ago. 
They were on the Smack the Holiday when they they attacked the Kabuki Warriors. They were on that show. They were they were on that show, but they have not wrestled at a SmackDown probably since you were there for that dark match. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they never followed up on that either. The Holiday Havoc thing. They never they never follow. Oh my God, whatever. Whatever. Um, I think those belts are probably changing hands before Mania. I like a ton of chance in Kane and Carter, but I think it would make more sense if they dropped the belts before Mania because what's the point of like damage control having all the power if they... I don't know. Maybe they can win it on night one and then EO goes into champion night two. Still, the, like I don't know. I'm not really sure. My point is is that we have so many long-reigning champions right now that I don't... like. I, I, I'm under the assumption that all of these champions are going into Mania with these titles. So, n- not all of them are going to lose their championships. I know that happened at fucking Wrestle Kingdom earlier this month. I don't think that's going to happen at WrestleMania. I think, honestly, a handful of these people will probably retain. We saw that last year. Night 2, Bianca, Gunther, and Roman, everyone we expected to lose, all fucking retain their titles. All three of them. So, I mean, I know like there might have been Vince involvement at that point. Vince influence, whatever. But they still won, and we could... You know, end up in a similar situation to Manny this year, where a handful of the people we expect to lose, like a Gunther, like Wait, a Roman, lost their belt last year. Um, the Usos Theory did; they retained. were champions. Roman retained. Johnson, uh, Theory retained. Yep. Um, the Usos dropped their title, so we had new. Uh, and Bianca, uh, who who real Uh, Charlotte. So she won the belt. Yeah. Okay. But like, like you said, a decent amount of people were retained, especially the people we thought were going to lose. Yeah, the tag titles, the women's tag titles were not defended. Um, the IC, Raw Women's, and Universal, and we only had one world title, all were successfully retained. Yeah, we only had two title changes in Mania last year, which I don't know if that's a, that's probably not a record, but there's definitely been Manias where no championships changed hands. I know that. Um, I think Mania 27 was one of those cases, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. And I think this year might be something similar where we have Rhea retain or... God forbid Roman Reigns or Rollins. The Rollins one doesn't really bother me. I know you said you wanted to lose. I do too. But we'll get to the Rollins thing in a moment. I think there's a situation there where you could have Rollins beat Punk and it could be still interesting, I think. Although I just want his character to change. I don't know if that would change anyway if he dropped the championship, but he's in for like a kind of an overhaul at this point, I would say. No, I agree. I, I think he, I'm, it's more I want him to lose for his char- character because yeah. at this point I'm over it. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed the run. People shitting on the run like, oh, his run's been awful. I don't know what the fuck you've been watching, but he's had some great matches, some good feuds. The gender one, not really withstanding. We'll talk about that. Not a great match, but not an awful match either. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But one more thing before then, though. Do got to mention this. All the talk of Mania. Where do you think this R-Truth stuff is going? I've actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And it sounds like this wasn't the original plan. It was one of those things like with Sammy where it kind of caught on fire. They ran with it. The Sammy Zayn one, they made a new, not a new star, but they made a pretty big star to Sammy Zayn in the process through that angle. Uh, got really over because of it, and that led to a main event feud. I don't think that happens with our truth and Judgment Day. This is kind of on a lesser scale. What is the endgame here, you think, with him? I mean, he's not actually joining Judgment Day. Do we get, like, an R-Truth Finn Balor match at some point? Like, is this just something to keep us busy? Where do you think this is going? Honestly, I have no idea. I have enjoyed for what it is. I don't think it's even close. Like you said, he's just not. He's just older, and I just don't think it's going to go where Sammy is. Obviously, the group's just not as over as the bloodline was at the time. It's entertaining. I, I have no idea what the payoff is. At least with Sammy, like, we got the payoff, like, He's obviously at a bigger point now than he ever was before. Um, 
I, I honestly, it's entertaining. I just really, like I said, with him specifically, since he's on the older side, he just kind of like was basically a glorified job guy before. I don't really know what the actual payoff would be. I don't know if this is a good payoff, but they kind of, this could have been a payoff had they not just done the match on Monday, but Miz coming to R-Truth's aid and helping him win the tag, they win the tag titles from Judgment Day. I kind of want it to be DIY because they're an actual team. But I feel like that would have been the only proper payoff. Kind of like what we saw with Sami Zayn. He has to find an actual... Fr- I mean, it's basically the same storyline, let's face it. Um, but they just... Yeah, but like... We just saw that in Monday. The only difference is, like, Archie they really hasn't wronged anyone. Like, at the time, Sami had wronged some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the exact same storyline, yeah. It's a little different. But, uh, you know, may- maybe they can run that back with R-Truth being fully against Judgment Day and not him pretending he's in the group and that's why they lost on Monday. I'm not sure, but maybe they could do that at Mania, R-Truth and Miz. I mean, I would feel bad for DIY because they're an actual team, but, you know, maybe that's the Mania match, Truth and uh, Miz, or they do it at Elimination Chamber. They run it back, this time with the tag team titles, which Monday, that was not the case. Um, on Monday night, we also had the World Heavyweight Championship defended Rollins taking on Jinder Mahal. Way more eyes on this match than probably would have been otherwise thanks to the whole Tony Khan meltdown on Twitter that we talked about last week. Same thing with the Samoa Joe Hook match on Wednesday. Um, the match was better than I thought it would be. It was not a bad match. I was bored for part of it, but it ended up being a pretty good match, especially down the stretch. I will admit here, they did have me with that near fall. I wasn't thinking Jinder would win, but I thought there was a chance he could win because WWE would definitely do something like that, especially with this happening on Raw and not at Royal Rumble, and you had Priest at ringside. Anything could have happened. But thankfully, Rollins did retain in a decent match. Um, but the bigger takeaway here, Rollins was legitimately hurt. Now, we are recording right now on Thursday around noon, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. By the time this goes up, or soon after it goes up, we'll probably have an update on Rollins' condition. I'm hoping he's fine, but if he is actually hurt or seriously hurt his knee again, this could drastically change the plans for WrestleMania. So, give me your thoughts on the match itself from Raw, but also what the Rollins injury might mean for the road to WrestleMania going forward. Yeah, I thought the match was... It was good. I thought it was fine. I mean, Jinder's not the greatest in the ring, but I feel like based off what it was, I thought it was a good match. Like you said, I they had me a few times. The Coloss and the uh, belt shot, I was like, oh my God, is is Jinder going to do it? Mm-hmm. Luckily, he didn't. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the bigger problem is, or question coming out of the match is Rollins' health. We haven't heard anything yet, so to me, I feel like it's on the smaller scale, hopefully. I feel like if it's usually like a bigger injury, you usually hear it pretty pretty up front uh i i guess you just don't really know nothing has been announced i'm just scrolling on twitter right now and it says people who know about ron's injury situation are not commenting so oh no that doesn't sound great but i guess we'll have to wait and see but if i mean if he's like legit seriously injured it's gonna change huge plans um so i hope it's not i really hope it's not but uh I, I just I hope it's not serious because I feel like I, him and Punk just make so much sense at WrestleMania to be ashamed to kind of have to vary off that. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, that's the Mania match. I've been looking forward to a very, very long time. And if that was the... Uh, that had to be interrupted because Rollins is actually seriously hurt. That would be massively unfortunate. So uh, we will find out <clears throat> extremely soon. That update from you is not positive. So, I don't know. Could it be a situation like where Rollins was in a very similar situation seven years ago? He got hurt in that attack from Samoa Joe coming out of the Royal Rumble. And people were like, fuck. Like, he hurt his knee again. I think it was the other knee. I don't think he re-injured the same 
ACL or whatever he injured back in 2015. I think it was the other knee, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. But he was out long enough where he was able to be cleared right before WrestleMania. And they didn't know. It was very touch and go over there for a while in 2017. But they ended up doing the match with Rollins in Triple H and Mania. Rollins won. It was a full-on match. It was a street fight, whatever. Could you see that being a situation where Rollins... I mean, this might be not... There's never a good time for this sort of stuff. But if he is hurt, but not too hurt, he could be back in time for Mania, and he just obviously he wouldn't be able to work Perth, uh, where I think he was going to face Bronson Reed. I said last week to give WWE credit, how the fuck do you put Jinder Mahal in this position without instead putting Bronson Reed in that spot? Bronson said on Monday he's coming for a champion in WWE, didn't say who it was, probably wouldn't be a SmackDown guy. Why would it be Gunther again? He has said Gunther's name before. Why would it be him? It was probably Rollins, and that would have been the match for Elimination Chamber, but I'm a bit more skeptical that we're getting that now. Yeah, with I mean, with whatever, whatever Rollins' injury is, if, if it's serious enough, I I doubt we're gonna get that. But uh, that's where I think he's going. I don't think he's going after Gunther. Uh, I I don't think he's going for the tag title. So it only makes sense for Rollins in Perth. That'd be a good match, especially it's like his home area. Yeah. Um, but I guess we just have to wait and see and see what's wrong with Rollins. Hope it's not serious. Uh, I feel like that could throw a huge monkey wrench into plans. They'd probably be phoning Dwayne immediately if that's the case. Um, but I hope he's not seriously hurt. Well, let's get into it. He probably wasn't working the Rumble anyway. He doesn't need to. Like we said, I think four matches of what it's already advertised is perfectly fine. They don't need to, you know, do the Women's Rumble to open the show, do Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, the Roman four-way, and then the main event, and that's the Rumble card. You don't need Rollins on the show. I'm not even really sure who at this point he would face anyway. Um, But let's say Rollins is hurt, and he has to miss Mania. Just in case this does, I mean, we could find out in an hour, this isn't the case. But in case it does, just to have this remain relevant, we got to break glass in case of emergency. And when I say break glass, I, I quite literally mean break glass. Do, you mentioned calling Dwayne. I feel like Dwayne might be involved in the road to WrestleMania anyway, whether it be something with Roman or doing something at Mania that doesn't involve wrestling right now. He might say that for down the road. We, we don't know on the, on the Dwayne side. He's kind of already reeled in anyway. When I say break glass... Do you call Stone Cold Steve Austin for a match at WrestleMania with CM Punk, which was the plan, not the plan, but it was talked about a few months ago, brought uh, brought up by Fightful, saying that WWE were now considering it, now that Punk is back, blah, blah, blah. Do we get Punk and Steve Austin at WrestleMania? What would you do at WrestleMania if Rollins can't go? With the World Heavyweight Championship, too. I would call Dwayne. Call Dwayne before Steve, okay. I'd call Dwayne. <laughs> okay. Do him and Roman. And I would do Cody versus Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. You know, I was thinking that too, but the problem there, though, is what do you, like, how does that go? The Rock and Roman thing, fine. But, like, how does Cody and Punk go, though? Because I feel like Cody needs to win, and <clears throat> I don't want him to win his first title by beating Punk for, I don't know. I feel like it's got to be the WWE Championship, and it's got to be Roman. But I don't also I mean, don't want him to lose again. circumstances come up, you just got to move on the fly, pal. I mean, I think that may, I do not not want to see Steve Austin versus Punk. I'm not saying that'd be for the championship, but you don't want no, to see I that know, match I just at all. I don't want to see it anyway. So. Okay. Also, who would be the world heavyweight champion if if Rollins got hurt? Uh, if that's not the case, because Cody wanted to be winning it and Punk in your scenario. I do think, and I said this on hashtag yesterday. I do think you would probably crown a champion at Elimination Chamber. I do think Punk would be. I don't know because I got Punk winning the Rumble. They would find out before the Rumble because if if. If Rollins is hurt, they would obviously know, like, today, or already know. They would have to crown a champion, probably a chamber, in the chamber, at in, in Australia. And Punk would probably win. Therefore, he would not win the Rumble. 
it would probably be Cody, right? I mean, is that your situation here? I'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, I think you have, yeah, yeah I guess so. I, I, I mean, we're, we're going on the, on, like I said, we're going on the fly, pal. I mean, if Punk wins the belt, then then Cody would win then because then Punk wouldn't even be in the match at that point. Cody would have to, if, if Cody ends up in I, a world. I, I don't really know how else you'd really put the belt on. That's the problem. Realistically, on Raw specifically, it's like, who else would you put the belt on besides them too? I mean, I mean, there is really Drew. Anyone that make, like Nova Priest right now. I don't even want him to win the belt. I don't even like when he cash, fakes cashing in at this point. Um, yeah, no, Priest, Priest should not be champion before Mania, I don't think. So it's not Cody or... I mean, do you put it on Drew? You, put I mean, it, you, you put it on Drew, but then again, I just don't want Cody winning it. So my thing with Cody is that I don't want him to win a title at Mania if it's not Roman's title. I'm very picky about this. But, I can tell. <laughs> like, Punk and Drew sounds great, but then what do you do with Cody? I feel like there's got to be a combination of those three against each other because with Rollins out, it kind of takes that person out of the equation. So there will be an odd man out there, and then what does Cody do instead? I could see Cody and Drew one-on-one at Mania, but then what do you do with Punk? That's the problem. And Steve Austin, I, Steve Austin, I really don't think is an option. I don't think so that's you, could, what I said. you do Dwayne in Roman, and then you do Cody and Punk. <sighs> I'm still hoping. I mean, this, okay. is, this is all like Rollins could be fine. His life could be yeah, perfect. I, know. I mean, we're just really going off it. Yeah. But I feel like if he's hurt, to put the belt on Punk, and you do him and Cody, and then you just do like Drew and Sammy, and then you fill out the car the rest of the way. I just feel like. I know that Cody should be beating Roman, but should hit the fan, and we gotta go a different direction. If this, well, I've always said I want Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber. I would not if that if that can happen. I would do the match there. That I'm not changing plans. I would always do the fucking match there. I don't really want to see it at Mania anyway, personally. So I would do that there. Do Cody and Roman at Mania. <sighs> yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, you know what I would do. I would do that at Mania. I would have Cody earn an opportunity some other way. I've already talked about that. I don't know how, but he could figure it out. And then Punk can still win the Rumble. Drew can win the World Heavyweight Championship. Give him a little bit of a run before Mania, before he maybe leaves in a couple months, before he takes time off. And you can have Punk beat Drew for the title. And then Cody gets his moment too. And then we're all happy. What about that? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't didn't put any real pronouns in there. You just said he... So you're still having Roman versus Cody. I'm still doing Roman and Cody. Cody beats and Roman. And then you're having Punk, Punk and Drew. Drew. Yeah, Punk I beats guess. Drew after Drew becomes champion at Elimination Chamber. Boom! There you go. Fuck Dwayne. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Put him I mean, in Perth, pal. I don't want Dwayne in Mania. Do you do with Sammy, then? Uh, Sammy is... He can be... He can, honestly, you know what? Fuck Brock. Have have Sammy go for Gunther and have him lose. Sammy's another I'm option, by the way. Sammy's another option to win the title. Don't, do a Brock. don't have, don't call him. <laughs> don't bring him in for Mania. <laughs> Unbook him, pal. <laughs> Unbook him, pal. Hey, you know what? I haven't faced Bobby. Give him the match that we should have gotten last year. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. There's so many people that are going to be without Mania matches anyway. I don't know what you do with AJ or Knight. Knight is going to face Logan Paul. Orton, I'm kind of convinced that he's probably going to face Solo Sokoa. You said that previously. I feel like that's probably going to happen. The cards are becoming clearer with each passing day, but when you throw injuries into the mix, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, listen, I got to say this too. Back to the Roman Rock thing, I'll make one more comment about this. People oh saying my that. God, you're <laughs> killing it, 
people wanting it at WrestleMania, like be careful. Literally the definition of be careful what you wish for. These are going to be the same people complaining when the match fucking blows and is not good and Dwayne's gassed within five minutes. Like, I want the match. I don't want it in Mania. Rock beating Roman at Mania. Ro- Honestly, either outcome. Roman retaining at Mania is terrible. Roman becoming champion is terrible. All of Bully Ray's takes are terrible. I don't want the Rocky WrestleMania wrestling. I really don't. I just feel like there's no outcome there that makes the remote, like, the slightest bit of sense. Yeah, Roman retaining. <laughs> no, don't even do that, because then we got to have him as champion for another fucking year. Good, he's got to be Hogan's record. Oh, God. Get out of here with that nonsense. There's no record. That's the thing. These other people that are like, oh, i got to be the record. What fucking record? Hogan was not the number one champion. It's not even the same title. Oh, my God. You gotta, what? you got to increase the numbers on the shirt, right? Dude, that shirt will sell more shirts. Oh, God. Let's move on to AEW before I blow a gasket here. One last thing before we uh, wind down here. Seriously. Um, I thought. This is all fancy. I think Rollins is fine, anyways. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I could cut out the last 20 minutes of the show because he's probably fine. And then, honestly, as I say that, I might have jinxed myself and he'll end up being hurt for the next year. Speaking of which, one last thing actually on WWE before the AW stuff. Cora Jade getting injured for like nine months tearing her ACL at a house show last week. Just a freak thing. Women dropping in the PC like flies. Now, I don't know if Saul Ruka got hurt at a live event, Wendy Chu, same thing, or if it was while they were training. I don't know what's going on there. A lot of ACL injuries, though. Cora Jade, no different. She just came back, and she was gone for like four or five months. Uh, She had momentum, probably was going to be Valkyria for the championship, probably over Mania weekend. The timing of this sucks, dude. And uh, just, it just, there, there's no, uh, there's no like saving grace here. It's just not good timing at all. Oh, terrible timing for her. She just came back. She's doing great stuff, and then got her in a house show. Um, it's just definitely not ideal. I feel like she was definitely going to win the belt from Lyra, probably WrestleMania week. I still think they probably have done Roxanne and her at uh, Vengeance Day. So I don't think it changed the plans there. Um, but I feel like she was probably the one to take the belt off Lyra. So we'll see where they, they pivot from here. I thought she was doing great work when she just came back. I like the new kind of demeanor. She seemed very over. She, oh, no, she just seemed more committed to the role. Just felt more of a star and unfortunately got hurt here. Um, I mean, just it just sucks. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, they are pivoting. I don't know if this was the original plan. It might have been this entire time, and they were going to save Cora for Mania Weekend. We'll find out come Mania Weekend. Um, Roxanne Perez is getting the shot at Vengeance Day. We'll talk about Vengeance Day in two weeks when we preview the show. I'm looking forward to that match. Valkyrie and Roxanne, I think it's going to be a first-time one-on-one. That should be a really good match. Oh, it's going to be money. I love both of them, so I expect a great match. (laughs) I look forward to it. Uh, From Dynamite last night, really not a lot happening. I did think it was a solid show overall. I really like the opener, Christian beating Dustin Rhodes to retain the WTNT title. Um, the tag team match was kind of random with the best friends and Penta and Commander, but they are building to Orange Cassidy and Roderick Strong at Revolution for the International Championship. It's not very often AEW announces pay-per-view matches this far in advance unless it's the main event, so I really appreciate that. We already have the Sting match kind of set in stone. We know he's retiring on that show. We don't know the opponents yet. It's probably the box. Let's face it. Um, and, and the world title match is pretty much set in stone as well. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, real quick, I just I, the interview I mentioned to you before we hit record here, I did not like this. I didn't. I mean, if, if people like this, that's fine. I might be in the minority here. And honestly, you can go back and listen to my other thoughts and Buck stuff. I, I don't dislike the Bucks as much as you do. I like the Bucks, but this new character where they're like the heels, they're playing up the EVP titles, 
that doesn't really bother me so much as like the fake voice and just the phony act that they put on. It's not even believable. And I guess it works for them as heels because they want to see them get their asses kicked. But the interview I thought was just terrible. The Matt Jackson forced phony delivery to me just is channel changing material. No, it's like go away, he. It's not even like I hate you. It's just like turn the shit off. Yeah. It's. Yeah. A, I thought, like you said, with the mustache, it's not they're trying to be like Vincenzo McMahon or something. But, uh, <laughs> maybe that's the point. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I just feel like they just they need to like move on from the punk shit. They keep always referencing that stuff. Like we're not about backstage noise. Like you said, they're voicing. I get they're trying to be heels, but it's just for me, it's just they just need to go away for a while. They like go away for like a hot second, come right back, and they're. Either face or heel to go away for a while, please. Yeah, no, they were only gone for like a month or two. And uh, I mean, in this case, it sounded like they were going to be gone longer, but they had to be brought back to face Sting at Revolution. So if that's the case, fine. But, and that seems to be the match. I will go back on what I said last week. It does seem like Sting and Darby Allen did say in a vignette last night, we want to end this run as AEW World Tag Team Champions for Sting. So. It sounds like they might be going in that direction. Now, again, how do they set that up? I don't know. Do the Bucks become champions before Revolution? We got a heel champion, so how does that work? Um, do Sting and Darby win the belt from Ricky and uh, uh, Big Bill in the next month or so and then go into Revolution as the defending champions? I would be fine with that, too. I think the match with the Bucks can be enhanced. The titles are in the lines. So that's what they're going for here, and they finally acknowledge they're undefeated as a team, and they finally acknowledged they haven't gotten a single title shot yet. I like that. Got to give them credit for that. Uh, speaking of titles, though, real quick, who could possibly give two shits about the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team titles? I mean, the Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, and the Guns, why are they being involved in this nonsense with Mogul Embassy and the Acclaimed? Who fucking cares? Even the Trios titles in AEW feel pointless. But putting the tag titles on Bullet Club Gold feels like a more of a demotion for Jay White than anything. I I have no idea. I, when I saw that they won, I watched the match last night and they won, I was just... I feel like it's just a constellation for him winning something. I mean, they brought him in, huge signing, kind of like didn't do a lot with him at first, heated him up, faced MGF, lost every time. Then it was like, oh, he's in the Continental Classic. Like, okay, maybe this is like, okay, we don't want Swerve to win. Like, even though he's in it, he shouldn't be in the tournament anyway. He's not going to win, but you know what? He's in it, fine. Jay White's in it. This will be great. He'll be the champion of New Japan, blah, 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 loses. Now he's doing this stuff. It's just, I feel like this is a consolation, but it's just, you brought him in like he's supposed to be this big deal like that's what everyone's saying and then he's doing this stupidness with the embassy that no one cares about Ring of Honor that's like no one watches Ring of Honor like and it's all over AEW it just doesn't make any sense I don't care and I feel like they're wasting JY yeah I don't know it just just feels like a waste of JY I mean it keeps him on the show I guess but they would I would rather them I would rather see him do something else beyond this trio's nonsense. And I like Bullet Club Gold, I do, and the guns have kind of grown on me since last year. Um, but this shit is just not it. The match is fine. I like Mogul Embassy, even. They're just kind of... They don't... Swerve does not need them at this point. They could be their own thing. I think Brian Cage is hurt anyway, so maybe they took the belts off of him for him to get surgery or whatever. I don't know, or take time off. Um, Jay White's better than this crap. The Acclaim shit, I don't fucking... Maybe they can merge the titles and they can throw them all in the trash at the same time. Uh, that would be my solution. Deanna Perrazzo beating Anna Jay. I like the match, but as you mentioned to me last week, I don't know why they put two baby faces against each other. I think two fellow faces against each other was silly. Uh, but Perrazzo continuing to build momentum ahead of a title shot against Tony Storm. Private Party beating Top Flight. I like the match. They got some time. Private Party already turning heel. I don't know why. That seems pretty stupid to me. They're much better as baby faces. Um, but I like the match, though. 
One last thing on AEW, Samoa Joe beating Hook last night to retain the AEW World Championship. There was never any doubt Hook was losing here. But, I mean, this had to be his best match to date. I mean, there was a lot of praise for this match. I thought it was a very good match. And exactly what it needed to be with Hook taking a lot of abuse and withstanding it, persevering, and Samoa Joe winning anyway in dominant fashion. The only thing I did not like about the match was that he kicked out of the muscle buster at one. I mean, it, w- it was literally, they. Li- I feel like these producers or whatever, they don't talk to each other. They did the exact same thing in the opener on this exact same fucking show with Dustin Rhodes kicking out of the kill switch. The exact same finish. It was ridiculous. But other than that, I really liked the match. And I think Hook gained a lot in defeat here. What were your thoughts on the match? It was fine. Uh, I, I, the muscle buster kick out of one bothered the hell out of me. I just... Like, you <laughs> the beginning of the show, the same thing happened. But the same person's right booking. It's, it's a.k.a. Tony Khan, a fucking Mark idiot. But <laughs> I just don't know why you have Hook out of everyone kick out of the muscle buster at one. It just, it just kills the finish. And I know people are like, oh, you just... Like it's not like it is. That's what it like. It kills his finish because he puts people away with that. But look, this little scrawny kid kicks out at one. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I like hook kicking out of it doesn't bother me that much. Kicking out at one, I'm nitpicking, but I don't love that. It's just more so the fact to me it's a bigger indictment on the company. They do this shit so fucking often, and it's that Ring of Honor 2010 mentality that we now see in all these other indie promotions and WWE sometimes as well where no finish even really means anything, because everyone kicks out of everything. And if it like meant something for a suspenseful near fall, then maybe. But we see it in every match, multiple times on the same fucking show. Everyone hits their finisher, and they kick out. Like, if you do it for once a show, once in a blue moon on one show, then fine. But we see it multiple times on the same show. To the point where I kicked out of the muscle buster, and I wasn't like, oh my god, like what a big deal. I probably would have been had more finishers been protected. Not even Joe's finishers are protected. So, I don't know. I didn't love that aspect of it, but overall, I did like the match. Hook gained a lot here. Um, this is exactly what he needed. He's been doing a lot of the same thing for the past two, three years now as Hook. So, moving in a more competitive direction, I like that a lot. Hopefully, they can keep it up and he doesn't go back to facing fucking, you know, lower-level competitors for the pointless FTW championship. And also, setting the stage. Sorry, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I just go back to, like... But the thing is, remember when, when Drew kicked out of the end of days at WrestleMania and people had a fucking nightmare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, at least there was Drew at WrestleMania kicked out of two. This guy kicked out of the World Championship finish after one. Like, that, like that's what, was a, I want more outrage. Like, people yeah. were pissed about Happy, especially Happy Corbin at the time. That was a glorified job guy. People were crying. Yeah, yeah. That Drew McIntyre was like one of the biggest stars in the company kicked out of the end of days. No, I would agree. I would agree for those that were bothered by that, and if they weren't bothered by this, then I would definitely agree with that. I was happy with the Happy Corbin kick out because no one had kicked out of it ever, and he was had gone undefeated with that move for like eight fucking years, and Drew kicked out of it at WrestleMania. That was perfect. Not not every finisher has to be kicked out of eventually, but like, I think the most protected finisher, and maybe either all of wrestling or aside from the end of days, definitely AEW is the one-winged angel. That might be the one finisher that has not been bastardized. I don't think, I mean, Hangman Page should have kicked out of it a few years ago. We, we talked about it at the time. That was my one nitpick of that match at Full Gear 2021. But that might be the only finisher that's not been kicked out of. Everything else you see kicked out of it like one, and it's like, what does this even mean at this point? Again, when they do it in the same show too, it's like the shit means nothing. No, I completely agree. I also really like the Briscoe stuff from the show as well. I forgot to mention that earlier, the uh, remembering of Jay Briscoe on the one-year anniversary of his passing, having the family out there, the daughters doing better, the video package. Really beautiful stuff. Probably the best thing from the entire show, aside from the main event as well. 
Um, so enjoyed Dynamite. Thought Raw was a fine show as well. We head on into the Royal Rumble. I don't know what we're going to do next week as far as recording. I'll probably be good to talk to you on Thursday at some point. Um, I think I'll have some time. So we will chat some point next week to preview the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Very much looking forward to that. Watch some Royal Rumbles in the meantime, brother, and I'll catch your ass next week. Join Graham, GSM Matthews, and RJ Marceau every Thursday as they run down their weekly wrestling rants, offer expert analysis, host exclusive interviews, and more. Subscribe today on all your favorite podcast platforms and never miss an episode of Wrestle Rant Radio.